You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! Insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Everybody, welcome back to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders and your guides through this adventure. Yes, it's an audio and video adventure. If you're a Raiders fan, uh, the guy I love doing this show with, his name, Mr. Mo Moten. He's a senior NFL writer covering the league for the Bleacher Report. Yes, and not only that, he's the Raiders columnist up on SportsNot.com, where you can find me as well. I am an editor, writer there, and uh, you can follow Mo on X.com at MoMoton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. We record this show on Wednesday evening, and I just want to give a shout-out um, and, and offer my condolences. My alma mater, uh, UNLV, of course, you've heard it in the news, the Active shooter, uh, gentleman, unfortunately, I call him a gentleman. He's not a gentleman. He's a piece of crap. Uh, killed three people on the campus of UNLV, uh, where my son currently goes to school, where I went to school. My son was not on campus. He is safe. Everyone I know there is safe, but there are three families grieving tonight and want to send out our best to them uh, and, and offer our thoughts and prayers to them uh, as well. Just a horrific uh, day. I mean, you, you go to school to accomplish your dreams, to learn, and you have to deal with something like that. So uh, I'm sure we'll find out more, but uh, uh, my alma mater is hurting tonight and just want to send out my best to them before we get into the Raider talk. All right. So we talk about the Raiders. The Raiders, Mo, here we go. Last five games of the season. It starts this weekend at Allegiant Stadium as they host the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are 6-6. Six and six. The Raiders stand at 5-7. and seven. Both teams technically still alive in the playoff race, right? Um the Raiders would need a lot of help. The Vikings need help too, by the way. But it all starts with one game. You got to win that game. You got to play your schedule and do what you can. When we look at these five games, we've talked about Antonio Pierce. He's got five games left to show that he can be the permanent head coach. Champ Kelly has five games left, although I wrote a piece that you can see on Thursday on sportsnot.com where I, I argue Champ Kelly probably and should be. The, the permanent GM. I, I've already made the call in my mind. I know we talked about it the last show, but that's where I'm at. Uh, but he's got an opportunity. 
And then there are players on this team that have opportunities. But when you look at this, what can this team prove, right? We went in saying six, seven, eight wins. They stand currently at five with five to go. Uh, is this team sort of where we thought it would be, even though the games and the situation is obviously different than than we anticipated in the preseason? <clears throat> They're about where I thought they would be at this point in the season. I don't know exactly what I had their record after 12 games when I had my Bleach Report live when the schedule dropped. But if you remember on in that initial predict, prediction, I said the Raiders would go 7-10, and 10, and then I kind of went to, I, I guess, 6-11. and 11. After all that happened in the in the offseason, I didn't feel too I didn't feel too optimistic. And then you had the Chandler Jones saga going on. So I just felt like me personally, I look at a team in the offseason if there's a lot of noise. And what I mean by noise is distractions or some off the field matters or things going on like you saw with Antonio Brown a few years ago. Yeah. When I see that, it makes me nervous about a team's win-loss projection but it's about i think this is about where i expected them to be at this point of the year now i will say they're probably better than a lot of other people predicted them to be we've had we've had people on this show say they're only gonna win four games they're only gonna win three games right now they didn't know that josh mcdaniels would be ousted as the head coach and they would bring up antonio pierce but i said it during the offseason this team has enough talent to win the football game games to me the question was do they have the coaches staff to develop talent once those players come in and walk through those headquarters and to my to to my i don't want to say to my credit but apparently they didn't because they let go of josh mcdaniels before midseason, and now you have antonio pierce in charge and bo hardy calling the play so for the rest of the way i would say there's a lot to prove for veterans and young players yeah there is and i'm with you there look i picked seven games i think i said the ceiling was nine and clearly I just don't think they get to nine with five left uh, and who they have. I don't see it. That might be pessimistic for some of you who are overly optimistic and I understand that and that's okay. I'll be glad to be wrong, but that's where I see it. I, I, I can see them reaching the seven win. I think they might, it could possibly be six. It could be, I think two out of the next five uh, is, is very realistic past that is a bonus in my view. And to your point about the coaching staff developing players, so so you get your Antonio Pierce, you get handed a really tough situation, a tough assignment, right? He aces the first test, which is to get the team unified again, to get the team focused, uh, to feel good about the locker room, their leadership and all that. That can't be underscored. He deserves every ounce of credit he gets for doing that. It's a remarkable thing and the sign of a true leader. Then you get to what he talked about in the press conference on on Wednesday. Antonio Pierce said, look, you know, they asked him, you know, what do you need to prove over this next few games? He says, look, at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. We need to win football games. And this is the second time he said that in two press conferences. So Antonio Pierce is very self-aware. He's a really smart dude and I think a good football coach. But he knows he's got to win some games. And so I would anticipate over the next five games, Mo, that we won't see a repeat. At least I'm hoping we won't see a repeat of, of, of being very conservative. Instead, you got to take some risks because guess what? You got nothing to lose at this point. You have to be able to try to turn things. If things aren't working, you can't stick with them just because you think that's the system. You're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to do things. And I think that gives him more opportunity. You know, fortune favors the bold, right, Mo? That's correct. I go back to the piece that Deshaun of the Athletic wrote, and he said, 
Raiders have to play like they have nothing to lose. And that means, as you said, taking risks. But what did I say last week about results matter, right? Remember we talked about this? And again, I love you, Murph. But there are a lot of people out there that say, give Antonio Pierce the job now, no matter what happens. And what did I say? I said, results matter. And Antonio Pierce acknowledged it again, that results matter. Regardless of what his situation is, what he has or doesn't have on that roster, the experience he does have or doesn't have, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if you finish the year at 6-11, and 11, you finish the year at 7-10, and 10, you're probably not going to get the job. That's just how it works. It's a results-based business. It's, very, it's that simple. He has to win football games, and he understands that. Right. And, and I get, listen, again, I've said it over and over again, and I'm not going to go deep into it because we've talked a lot about it over the last two previous shows. Fans love the guy. I get it. But it's a results-based yeah. business. You got to do it, right? If this show wasn't doing as well as it was with downloads, for example, Mo and I wouldn't be here because guess what? Odyssey's <laughs> going to say, hey, guys, we like you. You're nice guys. That Mo guy's handsome and he's Midtown Mo and everything, but we're going to have to let you go because you're just not, you're not succeeding. You're not winning. You're not putting points on the board. Well, luckily we are putting points on the board, so that's good. But I think he's got to do that too. If you look at also what they can prove here, remember, especially when you're on interim staff, everybody knows that they're being watched because they could be, if, if, if Mark Davis decides that Antonio Pierce is not the direction and he goes to hire somebody else, whoever that may be, all the other coaches, okay, are looking for jobs. That's just the way it goes. I know people said they were arguing with me on X. Well, you know, Al Davis used to retain coaches. Look, this is not Al Davis. <laughs> and it's not 1970 or 85. It's not, it, this doesn't work that way, right? So now, did, could Antonio Pierce stay? Perhaps in some role, I don't know. But the coaching staff who comes in, if he's not the coach, is going to decide who that is. So all these other coaches are auditioning too for their next role as well, Mo, right? So your Bo Hardegree, yeah, you never called plays, but you now are going to be looking for your job. So you want to show that, hey, over the last five games, here's what I did. Because when you go in to have that interview, you're going to say, look, our offense scored 16.8. Over the last five, we scored 25.3 or whatever the number is. So you want to do that. Antonio Pierce, the same thing. Patrick Grant, everybody's playing for their job. That translates on the field, too. If we look at these last five games, we start, we're going to start with the veterans. We're going to talk about the young guys in the next segment. But as veterans go, who has the most to prove down the stretch here? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a good question. I, I talked about young guys, but if we're going to focus on veterans, I will say let's start with the interior defensive line, right? So that's the weak part of the Raiders' defense right now. I would say Bilal Nichols. Um, now I've been harsh on Bilal Nichols last year. He's made more plays this year, but is he a guy that you're gonna that you look at as he's a foundational building block? I would say right now the answer is no. Jerry Tillery has had some boneheaded issues, uh, penalties in, in the past. He's still on the field playing a significant amount of snaps. We'll see if they re-sign him again. Does he get another one-year deal? Does he get a multi-year deal from the Raiders? I highly doubt it. But we'll see in these last five games if he can show something on the interior and provide a pass rush. If we're working our way back, I would say Devon Diablo has been fine. 
But always remember when you bring in, if you're going to bring in a new coaching staff, you're going to bring in a new GM, they might want their guys. So even if you had a solid year, unless you had a pro bowl or all pro year, your spot isn't safe. (laughs) And I would say, well, where Robert Spillane is clearly having his best year and, and could be a pro bowler by the end of the season, Divine Diablo has got to continue to play at a, at a either a decent or a high level because he's not guaranteed the spot. And a lot of people will hear this say, well, Mo, Divine Diablo has been playing well. And I, and I, I acknowledge that. But again, unless you're a pro ball, all pro player, your spot isn't safe under a new regime. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta play at a high level for, for a coach to have to say, he's not our guy, but we're going to make him our guy yeah. because he played well last year. So one more name I want to bring up, Jermaine Luminari. He's been splitting snaps yeah. with their month for in and out of the lineup. Where is he going to fit in all this? I assume the Raiders are going to draft the right tackle, whoever is making the calls. But do they keep Jermaine Luminari as a utility offensive lineman? Is he that guy to just play multiple spots as a backup? Or does he show something in these last you know, five weeks that shows, yeah, I, I'm still a starter. I had a rough part of the season earlier in the middle part of the year, but I'm still a starting caliber player. I'll be it maybe a low end starter, but a starter nonetheless. Right. And, and, and I agree with all of those selections. I think that if you look at there, there, there are some veterans too. I mean, Illuminor is the one guy that came to mind for me as well. If you look at the rest of the offense, the only other guy you could really talk about is Josh Jacobs. Uh, and what does he have to prove? I, I, I think he just has to keep running the ball if he gets the opportunity to do so. And I, I, our good friend Phil Robinson of of the of the the Phils, I made a steak bet dinner with him. I don't know if you saw it, um, but he's he's guaranteeing that Josh Jacobs will be back and he'll sign a long term deal. And I said I'll bet you a steak dinner because I don't think it's happening. I just don't. Not that I don't like Josh Jacobs. It goes back to the original conversation here. Phil Robinson of the Unfiltered Truth over there with Phil Jones. That, that's an interesting bet. Uh, I you know yes, it was Phil Jones. Excuse me, I misspoke. Okay, Phil wrong. Jones, the yes. the other Phil of the other uh, Phil, Phil yes. <laughs> but that you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs simply because it depends on the head coach, right? So if Antonio Pierce stays on, there's a good chance you're going to be buying a steak dinner for Phil Jones because <laughs> I'm happy to. He's already he's already said that the run game is the bread and butter of that offense, and he loves some some Josh Jacobs. But if Antonio Pierce is out of the door, then all I would say all bets are off. The other guy I want to bring up, a notable player on the offense, is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Now, the Raiders can designate him as a post-June 1 cut and save $11.9 million about that. If they release him next year, I don't think they will. But if you're Hunter Renfro and you have Trey Tucker, who's a rookie, a speedster who can stretch the field, something you, you don't do, and then you have Devontae Adams, who's a star. And then you have Jacoby Myers, who's arguably the Raiders' best offseason acquisition on offense. You have to be thinking, where do I fit in? Long-term, short-term. So I think he he may, not may, I think he has something to prove that he could be a, still a productive number two tight wide receiver. And a lot of people will push back and say, we love Hunter Renfro, we love Hunter Renfro, and I get that. But if you're looking at the construction of the roster, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, to me, are set. And then Trey Tuck, obviously on a rookie deal who could do something that none of the other receivers on that roster can do and if you're Hunter Renfro with all with a bloated salary at this point compared to your production you have to be worried about your roster spot right now yeah and I look at Hunter Renfro and I I think that he needs to have a good five games not for him but for the Raiders because then he has some trade value like you said they can cut him post June one and save 11 million 
But if he can go out on fire, that would help them because they might be able to get some capital back in a trade for him. And then the only other guy I would mention is Devontae Adams because if Devontae Adams isn't moved, fine. He stays where he is. He's great. What else can you say? But then you look at that receiving core. Jacoby Myers has been very good too, but they lack the speed. Outside of Trey Tucker, they got nobody. The, the Raiders need they need that speed. They need some more speed. And like you said, depending who the coach is and what system they bring in, if it's Antonio Pierce and it kind of stays status quo with obviously some new changes and I'm sure a new offensive coordinator, it could change but maybe stay a little bit more minded like they are now. Otherwise, though, I think they, they that team is... If you look at them, and I know Raider fans will kind of like, what are you talking about? But it's true. When you look at other top teams in the league, they are slow as hell. They need speed, okay? <laughs> uh, and for a tight end, Michael Mayer is actually pretty quick, so I'm not even including him. But they're going to have to get they, – they need some speed on the outside in addition to Trey Tucker in the slot. So, so you're right. So I think that's not about veteran players. That's more about needs. But that Hunter Renfro conversation, as well as – Jacoby Myers, his deal, what do you do? I mean, there's 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 a lot to happen there. And I think I think we're gonna go into the offseason not knowing because unless unless they've named Antonio Pierce the coach by the last game, we're not gonna know what systems there and what their needs are. So it'll be interesting. Uh all right, well, there you go. That's the first segment. That's what we talked about. The the veterans there. Uh and when we come back, Mo did a bleacher report live yesterday. And he had a subject on there that I really liked. The conversation was great. So we're gonna pick it up here on this show which is about young players and and who needs to show that they can play out over the next five games and who is that. And and by the way, also of the young guys, who's already kind of earned their spot, do you think? Who do you think is is safe and has proven that they belong not only on the Raiders, but in the NFL? We're going to come back here. You're listening to Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Also heard on the air, a hearty hello to our listeners in Las Vegas on The Bet. We're coming back right after this.